Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fictional. We are a brand new podcast that dives into the stories of people's lives. Everyday people like you and me, or even famous people throughout history. We will even tackle the fictional from time to time too. But we also want to get you, the listener, involved. We want to hear your stories, things that may have happened to you, a friend, a family member, or even a random neighbour of yours. Something funny, something random, something awkward. Let's just try and avoid the sad stuff, shall we? Send your stories to thetrueandthefictional at gmail.com. Send it in writing, an audio clip, or even request to come on the show. Just make sure it's actually true, because that's what makes a story so interesting. Until we have a nice collection of stories from you, the listener, we're going to dive into some of the entertaining true stories from modern history and beyond. So strap in, especially if you're driving. It's story time. So my sister, she um, knows someone who's a teacher. Well, she's a teacher herself, but this happened to a friend of hers. Um, they were taking kids to Taronga Zoo. I'm pretty sure it was Taronga Zoo or the or the aquarium. Probably Taronga Zoo. It's where they, they have the the berry penguins. Yeah. And um, some kid, like a toddler, we're talking like kindy. I'm pretty sure it was kindy. Yeah. Somehow got into the penguin enclosure, <laughs> picked up a penguin, put it in its jacket, <laughs> and then they basically got. An hour, I think it was like an hour twenty minute bus drive, and they got like ten minutes <laughs> from back to school where the parents have to pick them up. And the teacher turns around and goes, "What's in your jacket?" <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> and out, out they pull up a penguin. <laughs> um, and then they're uh... like, and then they're like, oh, turn the bus around. No, I don't think they turned the bus around. Yeah. I, think, I think they were so close that they said. Uh, Excuse me, parent, you need to get <laughs> <laughs> to return a stop. He was probably so proud of himself, too. Oh, yeah. I would have, because it wouldn't. It didn't even make a noise. He's like, what are you doing picking me up? Oh, I like it in here. It's warm. Um, <laughs> it's like little fish. I would have loved to have seen the other end. It's like, um, yeah. I'm returning something. <laughs> And while she's returning, the little boy sneaks into the penguin enclosure grabs again. Two. And grabs two bricks with daddy no, Jack. That, 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 that did not happen. But, um, oh. that, yeah, I love that story. That's a good story. Because, um, like I so, said, you know, if you could steal any animal from the zoo, what would you steal? You know, like it, it's. Well, that's the most convenient. It is, or like a meerkat or something yeah. like that you could get. I just. I, I, I can't really understand how the kid could. Not get be in, seen. Yeah, in the enclosure. Like, what yeah. was he dressed? You know, like a tuxedo or something. No, or? it would have been school uniform. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Well, clearly that was a long time ago when people didn't watch kids as much as they oh, should. I, have. I think it was within ten years. Yeah. Oh. So it's quite recent. But, um... If you're that child and you're listening to this <laughs> podcast, send us an email so we can do an interview. <laughs> yeah. And find out what was what went through your mind. <laughs> well, I just wanted a penguin. <laughs> well, that's what it would have been. Yeah. Oh, Imagine if they got away with it, and then Mum's like, look, look, "Please, Mother, can we keep it?" 
He just mum just comes home and just he's had the child's having a bath and the penguins just swimming around. And and then and then the dad has to turn the um backyard pool into a freshwater pool. Oh of course, yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Call up Dick Smith and get an ice cube iceberg. <laughs> oh, oh man. That's pretty that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Oh, that kid is probably gone on to be like a master thief or something like that. Yeah. If you can get away with stealing a penguin from a zoo. <laughs> Oh, well, this next one is about... It's happened in 2016. Uh, a swarm of bees followed a car for two days just to rescue the queen bee that was trapped in the back. When Carol Hallworth parked the Mitsubishi in the town of Harford, Haverford West... Uh, Haverford, Haver, yeah, Haverford West, West in Wales yeah. uh, to do some shopping, little did she know the mayhem that would ensue. Two days of it. The moral of the story? Devotion knows no bounds when it comes to bees and their leaders. <laughs> So how would you not yeah. see? It's just would 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 it be she's driving and she looks in the rearview? The bees are following the swarm. Yeah, well, I don't. She looks in the rearview mirror and they just duck into the bushes. Yeah, well, I don't think bees could f- fly as fast as a car can drive. Yeah, would do you think they maybe attach themselves to the car or something? I've heard of like bees' nests no, being on the back of a car. From what I can tell, is they just followed her. They could sense maybe well, the, the well, queen yeah. put out like a. A sound or well, they're hot on the trail. I don't know how bees yeah. work, but um, two days. That's mm-hmm. dedicated. I, I, but it doesn't say if they got it or not. I'm gonna assume so. I'd like they to know. Open up, open up the door, and and then be like, please yeah. leave. <laughs> Look, if you were one of those bees, send us an email. We'd like to do an interview with you. <laughs> but that's wow. That's dedication. That's I mean, I mean, if it was my wife, I probably would have given up above for about an hour. Yeah. I've gone home play PlayStation or something. She, <laughs> she knows her way home, you know. <laughs> so, but, wow. So, um, in case you haven't noticed, the topic of today is pets and animals and the crazy stories to go along with that. So, in 2015, a Great Dane's family was astonished to discover that he had swallowed 43 socks. 43, 43. socks. Now, the owners knew that he liked chewing on socks, but they didn't know that he was eating them. Well, at least they had a explanation to where their socks were going yeah and look because you know you're always missing a sock yeah no I get it but wouldn't it be funny if that pup if that dog got pregnant and she had babies (laughs) and the babies came out with like jumpers on made out of the sock that would be amazing they're just like oh my god that's my sock oh but it's a jumper for the baby now (laughs) Uh, well look did we find out uh, if the dog was okay yeah it made made a full recovery oh and then, and uh, I mean, it had to be operated on, but of course, it's just like, it's it would have like been one of the clamps, yeah, part. like the handkerchief, the endless <laughs> handkerchief. <laughs> and, uh, the, and the dog was found to have lost 25 kilos of wool. So yeah. there you go. Well, at least the dog's still going because I was, you don't want to hear unhappy stories. Yeah, speaking of dogs, uh, a lion <laughs> prize <laughs> saves a girl. In 2005, a 12-year-old Kenyan girl was kidnapped by four men while walking home from school. Now, that's very serious. We don't make light of that. Uh, It's a far too common story that could have ended in tragedy, if not for the pride of lions who stepped in to save her. A week after the abduction, the kidnappers were chased off by three lions who guarded the victim until police arrived to rescue her. Police said they found the girl shocked and terrified and surrounded by lions. The massive beast quickly dispersed when officers arrived. She was bruised from being manhandled by the kidnappers, but the lions never laid a paw on her. That's amazing. So, you know, that just it just proves again that animals are better than humans, because you know what I mean. Well, like they have that, stronger senses. Well, that's you know? it. And look, 
I just you hear stories like this all the time. Um, there's been stories in, I mean, I can't quote exactly, but there's been stories in zoos where a kid fell over into a chimpanzee enclosure yeah. and they actually protected her until yeah. the zookeepers could come in and, and get her out. Yeah. Um, like, there's just so many stories like this. I mean, I know there's some sad ones too, but, yeah. like, it does not, this does not surprise me. Yeah. It does not surprise me. They've obviously could tell that the girl was in trouble, in distress, yeah. and did what they could and the yeah. fact that they dispersed while the officers arrived rather than when kidnappers ran up on them yeah you know and I, I truly 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 believe that 100% yeah okay speaking of being saved uh, this next one is about a dolphin pod who saves some people Rob Howes is swimming with three other lifeguards including his 15 year old daughter off the coast of New Zealand when a pod of dolphins rushed towards them and formed a circle the dolphins closed in tightly and started slapping the water violently. At first, the lifeguards were confused. Then Howe spotted the great white shark. The form came and travelled in an arc around me. I knew instinctively what it was, Howe said. But the dolphin chain was enough to keep the shark at bay until a rescue boat got close enough to scare the mighty beast away. The dolphin stayed close until the group was entirely back safely on shore. I love dolphins. Yeah. They're, well, aren't they... Yeah. I think they're like the second smartest mammal in the world or yeah. animal in the world. So I, I even... You know, apparently we're above them, but sometimes I wonder. <laughs> sometimes well, I wonder. I, I think the only thing that separates us is we have limbs and they have gills. Yeah, exactly. Whatever, you know. Exactly. And look, there's... Yeah. Look, dolphins are amazing. Sequest DSV proved that yeah. with Darwin the dolphin, but yes. And then was it the Simpsons where the dolphins took over the world? Yeah, oh, it was too. And then, yes, there you go. So look, they not only do they save us, they want to control us sometimes too. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> this next one is one of my favourite stories ever of animals working with humans. Um, I came across this a few years ago when my old man told me about it, but then randomly a documentary popped up on um, YouTube. Just going, well, you know, it's it's a crazy good thing. You can actually, it's called, um, I don't know what the doco's called, maybe the kill, Killer, killer. I think it's the Killers of Eden, or the Killer Whales of Eden or something like that, I can't remember. But basically, it's early 1900s, The um, it's when whaling was still a thing. And so basically these um, pot of killer whales would help the local um, whalers um, hunt humpbacks. It's, it's in a town called Eden, located on the far south coast of New South Wales. Um, so some of the names, of, they'd named these whales. So the, the, the one that they, um, I guess the leader of the pod, his name was Old Tom. Um, and his skeleton is preserved and resides in the Eden Killer Whale Museum in Eden, obviously. And, um, yeah, so another one, Hooky, Humpy, Jackson, Tippy, and Cooper. You can probably think they ran out of ways to describe <laughs> their fins and their bodies and went, okay, I'll just call them Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, apparently they, they um, behaved a lot like sheepdogs and would herd humpbacks into, into the bay and... Often, part of the pod would keep a whale trapped while others would go off to where the whalers were, that this family called wow. the Davidson. And they would splash around and make as much noise and go, basically go, hey, mate, we've got, some, <laughs> we've got a whale trapped over here. 
And um, yeah, out out the Davidsons would jump in their um, green boats, and once the whale was harpooned, the orcas would jump on the backs of the whales and block the blowhole to try and you know, drown them. And old Tom would often tug on the harpoon rope. Um, and the only thing these orcas wanted as payment was the tongues. Hmm. Juicy, juicy whale tongue. Wow. Um, yeah. So these, um, it's, it's a small town, but um, the folks knew the orcas well, and whenever they would come into the Twofolds Bay, someone would shout, Rusho, Rusho! And once, um, yeah, they'd run off and you know see the whales and go harpooning. But once there was an intense cricket match happening, and one side of the team left because someone shouted Rusho, and they all run off. But it also happened in the middle of a church service. You know, the the, the, um, the Catholic priest is up the front doing his little, you know, oh, what what I you know I don't know much about Catholics, but um, yeah, they're doing their prayer or whatever, and he looks up and half the congregation's gone because someone's coming in on Rusho. Now, funny enough, the orcas would only help this one family of whalers, and they, they knew them by their green boats. They wouldn't help anyone, any other whalers. Um, now, just to step into some of the craziness of, of whaling, because something common that would happen is when you harpoon a whale, you have the danger of the rope getting caught around your yeah. foot. Because, you know, you hit a whale, it's going, going I don't want to stick around. And it just Of course, takes off. yeah. So George Davison got his foot caught in one of the rope and was thrown overboard. Now, old Tom swam beside him until the relief boat came and picked him up. So quite like the dolphin swimming beside this guy, protecting him. Wow. Um, wow, that's pretty impressive. Such intelligent creatures. That is very, very, and, very impressive. And that documentary is called Killers of Eden. Yep. Uh, it's on YouTube. Um, it goes for about half hour. Yep. So yeah, it's, it's, you can check that out on YouTube. Just search in "Killer Whales of Eden" and you'll find I'll, that. Uh, explain it better than me. But, but um... yeah, if you want to check it out, what we're talking about, and I believe it's available in DVD format from eBay and stuff as well. So oh, wow. yeah, just according That's to cool. YouTube, it is. So yeah, you can check that out and see more of that story. Yeah, we so... don't get a commission from them or anything. So no. um, I, I'm actually possibly planning a trip down to that museum oh, later nice. in the year too. It's just a fascinating story because you actually see. In his skeleton that's preserved there, that there's the teeth have been worn on the ropes because oh. he used to love tugging on the. Yeah. The okay. Wow. That's just, that's fascinating. I yeah. mean, some people might think that was they're the traitors to their race, but yeah. isn't it amazing how they yeah. develop habits and yeah. systems and and you know they they get rewarded for their yeah. their their you know bringing the whales in and yeah, animals love are it, but, um, very very smart people. Yeah. Oh, very smart, smart <laughs> animals. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. As well, I said, with well, the dolphins. If, if you if you want to go there, um, a lot of Aboriginals in the area. It was their belief that yeah. when an Aboriginal of that tribe died, they would become oh, killer whales. Okay. Oh, there you so go. They were very protective and yeah about them. Actually, one one of the Aboriginal fellas actually was one of the only people to actually ride on the back of. Oh wow! I think it was old Tom. Yeah. Oh like, you wow! Know, like, legs go. legs spread out. You you hear about him in the doco, but um, legs spread out, hanging onto the fin, wow. riding the killer whale. There you go. You're just like, that's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> as long as they don't eat you. Um, yeah, exactly right. You got to pick the right one. <laughs> no, so, they, they pick you. There you go. Well, there you go. So you can and you can check that out in the in the museum down in Eden. I think from yeah, what you well, said. Yeah. It's New South Wales. Yeah. Um. 
the state that we live in. Yes. Um, yeah, but it's, it's really close to the Victorian border. Well, so it almost could have been a Victorian museum, but, but we stole it. No. But, um, yeah, no, well, whaling ended after these guys. Um, I think old Tom died. Yeah. Like, he literally well, died. Yeah, he's skeletons in the museum, yeah. yeah. Obviously. He <laughs> died and floated into the harbour. Okay. So basically, basically, like, I'm dying now. Yeah. He wants to be with the people that he... Yeah, well, that makes... Yeah, that's... I wonder if the other... If his legacy lives on and... Uh, the other whales might still come into the harbour sometimes. No, no? Um, no. I think, not to make it a sad thing, because this may not be true, I, I can't remember 100%, but once they, like old Tom died, like because they'd migrate up and then come yeah. back, as as they do, and I think just some some of them got hit by other whalers or Fair something. Enough. But like now, you know, whaling's pretty much illegal. With. Yeah. yeah. Or not happening with. at all, yeah. which is good. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So, just so you know, we don't condone whaling. Not at all. Not not now. Not at all. <laughs> not now, this, not ever. This, yeah. But this is still a fascinating story of oh, animals working with humans. It is. And if you've got any stories, please feel free to shoot us an email. Yep, definitely. Uh, the true and the fictional at gmail.com. And we'll be happy to, as we said, we might do an episode, you know, 10 or 12 in and of your responses and, and go from there. Yep. Excellent. Um, well, this is a bit of a short one, but I think we'll leave it there and... See you guys next time. See you next time.